Welcome to the Landscaping Podcast. My name is Joel Barnett and I am your host. And in today's episode, I'm talking with Daniel Althouse from Althouse Landscape Designs. Daniel runs a landscape design business. He's based in Ballarat but works around uh, Victoria and Melbourne, specifically creating predominantly native habitat gardens. And it was great to talk to him because he's only been in business for 12 months and in the industry for four or five years. But it's awesome to hear from someone who's actually a creative person and how they've found their way into the industry and 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 the way he's he's starting his business as well. That so was interesting to hear how he talked about it uh, early on. How it can be tricky to find your way, uh, choosing an occupation when you are a creative person and finding something that fits your creativity. So it's good to see that he has found that. And he's also made use of mentors within the industry as well to help uh, accelerate his their business. Uh, and he's got a couple of good ones which he speaks about in this chat. And he also talks about how he came to work with those mentors and how. Um, when you knock on enough doors, some of them are going to open. So he's all about taking opportunities and not being afraid to ask for help or ask for advice because the worst thing can happen, you can say no. So there's plenty of good bits of advice in this chat from Daniel. So hopefully you enjoy this chat with Daniel Althouse. Daniel, thank you very much for joining us on the Landscaping Podcast. My first question for you is how did you start in the industry? Awesome. Thanks, Joel. Thanks for having me. Also, just want to note your uh, your your dapper uh, jacket that you've put on for the occasion. So thank you for yeah. that. You're a VIP. <laughs> Look, Joel, I've only been in the industry a pretty short amount of time, to be honest. I think it's been twelve months. We're about to tick over for the the actual um, for for my business, and I've been in the industry for about four or five years. But I think I've always kind of had the ingredients to be in this industry or or doing something creative like this. I think I pretty much popped out with a, with a paintbrush in my hand or, or a pen in my, my hand. So, yeah, always been a creative kind of guy. And I think in the early stages of my life, I mean, I don't know about you, Joel, but being a creative and trying to find your way is uh, it can be pretty tricky um, when it comes to finding an occupation that kind of suits you. So I had sort of, you know, dabbled in the music industry. I had art galleries. I, I did sort of lots of different random stuff. And I think you just crave that stability, I guess. So in my family, there's uh, pretty much everyone that is is yeah like my dad my my grandfather we're all in the military so um that was that was definitely on my cards and uh so i decided to pull pull the ripcord there and join the military and and um i was in in the army for a good couple of years did the training and all that kind of stuff and and then unfortunately got a um a diagnosis uh cancer at stage four malignant melanoma so i had i had a couple of uh, surgeries and and had a uh, my right lung removed and a bowel resection it was a whole 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 thing so but coming out of that the army ended up giving me an opportunity to basically say on this medical discharge you can kind of pick again so they were going to, yeah, fund a course. Now, um, 
I know this is a landscaping podcast, and I probably derailed a whole bunch of stuff. Not that um, started. Yeah, yeah. So I ended up um, picking my brain and, and, and doing one of those um, what's those uh, like personality things where you're trying to find your occupation and and because I was creative and 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 yeah, all those things, it popped out um, to be a teacher. So I started going down that route and um, quickly learnt that being a teacher didn't necessarily mean being creative. And I actually, I actually met my my partner while I was teaching, and um, that kind of leads into into the industry now. And um, so her mum is a is a landscaper. She does uh, maintenance, landscaping, design, all that kind of stuff, and. So uh, my partner kind of said to me, she's like, clearly you're unhappy in, in the teaching industry. And, and she's like, why don't you go and work for my mum? And, uh, and I kind of said, that sounds horrible. Like <laughs> working for your mother-in-law. I said, oh, yeah, like I, I love Len, my mother-in-law, but I think it was just a little too close to home. And, and I think um, I just said, nah, I'll, I'll give it a minute. So. Yeah, a month went by and I kind of went, maybe I, maybe I need something else. Maybe I just need something else. And so I bit the bullet and um, the first job that she got me onto was um, was patching up a, um, a leaky pond and <laughs> kind of putting all the plants back in and, 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 yeah, using aquatic plants and blending it into the garden. And, and even though it wasn't, it was a unique little start, I guess. And but from that point, I, I think it just hit me. It hit me like a train. Like I can potentially create art pieces with living things. And I think it would just it knocked me for six and I, I was hooked. So I then just started working with with Len from Bean Spide Gardens doing maintenance and uh, I know Joel you've, you've had many people on on before that have always said maintenance and nursery work that's that's where you start in this industry it's just like if you want to learn things that's it and that's what I did so so Len she went to um to Burnley she was one of the uh one of those uh, I call it the silent assassins so she went to um <laughs> Went to Burnley with like Ian Barker and, and that kind of calibre of people. Yeah, so I, I got to pick pick her brain on a daily basis on, on where does that grow, why does that grow like that, soil prep, do you know what I mean? Like all these things about plants, natives, non-natives, everything. So I, I started building up a bit of a, a bank on um, on plants and how to, how to create with them, I guess. So... From that, yeah, I ended up doing some design work for for Len and um, being able to design a garden and then jump in the garden and create it pretty much then and there. It was it was like drugs, to be honest. It was just unreal. Yeah, creating those curves that you draw on paper and and all that kind of stuff. It was just um, and then not only that, but so you've done the garden and then you come back in two years and you just see, like, this is insane. So, yeah, it was just, we just cooked from that element, I think. And so I ended up 
tagging in and, and doing a Cert 4 in landscape design in, in um, Fairfield at Melbourne Polytechnic. So I was working during the day in Melbourne and then uh, doing the night course. So, yeah, then, I mean, I'm a bit of a computer nerd, so um, I just went headfirst into um, the AutoCAD, all the programs, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so from there, I was lucky enough to be introduced to uh, a guy called Emil Hunt, who's the um, uh, associate for Paul Bangay. Yeah, so he became kind of like my technical mentor, I guess. He's awesome. Um, yeah, yeah, he's, he's a guy. Yeah, so it was it was unreal to sort of have both Len and and someone like Emil essentially straight off the bat, very early on, being my I guess my mentor, and it's something that I I kind of really chased early on because I, I guess I just didn't have any mentors early on in my life. And yeah, so it just, it kind of started that path, I guess. And then from there, my partner and I ended up moving to, to Ballarat. And um, that was the kind of start of Alt House Landscape Designs, where I thought, I, I reckon I can kind of go out on my own. So there were definitely some, uh, some moments where, yeah, you're, you're in a new city, you you start a new a new business and I've never started a business before in my life, do you know what I mean? So I was doing letterbox drops and 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 all this kind of stuff, trying to be creative. And so I did that. Um got a few clients here and there and it was kind of starting. And then um I was still enrolled in in, in TAFE back in Melbourne and uh, they kind of said, Hey, we're we're putting expressions of interest for for Mifkis. The Melbourne International Fire and Garden Show, and um, ever since I started in the the industry with Len, I was like, I, I want that. That is that's awesome. It's it's essentially having an art gallery for gardens. It's just to me that was that's what's up. So the moment I got that email, I was like, both feet in. We're going to do this, and so that's pretty much. What happened? So yeah, started down that journey with Mifkus, and and I mean that's where I got to to properly meet you and and, and a whole bunch of industry weapons. Um, yeah, Dan and 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 yeah, a whole bunch of cool cats. So um, yeah, and, and look, since Mifkus, it's 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 just kind of gone like this. It's been really good, um, and, and it was awesome to to build something like what I built and and have such a good reception from the general public. It was a lot of fun to build and yeah, it was like I said, it's just an art gallery, do you know what I mean? Like for 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 designers and, and things like that. So yeah, so I guess that's that's where we're at now. And when you uh, were first talking about what you started doing, you said there's something about an art gallery. Like did so did you do paintings or something that you exhibited there? Yeah, yeah. So I started with, and this was yeah, way back when, sort of even 17, 18 into my sort of early 20s. It was sort of oil on canvas. Yeah, a few bits and pieces like that, some some sculptures and uh, and things like that just to try and make some money. And <laughs> have so, you, have um, you done any hand drawings with your designs? Yeah, yeah. That's, I always start with that. I kind of I put it in CAD. I do like the... 
the main sort of structures where the house is and all that kind of stuff. And I put it on a big board and I just kind of just go nuts um, because I feel like that's where my strengths kind of lie is just like I, I can I can see it in my mind and and yeah putting that on paper is uh is yeah I guess why I kind of started in this yeah. do you know what I mean yeah and then what do you what do you present to the client is it do you send them like a, a CAD file a CAD presentation or do you send the hand drawing yeah look it's 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 a CAD drawing it's definitely a CAD drawing what I, what I send to them but um so I use uh, a program called Land Effects and I mentioned before yeah I'm a bit of a a, a computer nerd but so land effects, it's it's an like a skin over the top of AutoCAD. So it's, it's geared towards yeah, landscaping and all that kind of stuff, spits out planting schedules and all, all that kind of stuff, super easy. But one thing it does do is kind of imports into things like SketchUp, uh, Twin Motion, other rendering programs and stuff. So I use a multitude of programs to create sort of a, a feel for the garden. I'm still toying with the way I present because I, I, don't, I don't like it's like, yeah, you, you're done and then you kind of go, okay, cool, guys, or here's, here's your file. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, no, but I, I want to sit with you and I want to walk you through what's been in my head for the last month. Do you know what I mean? Like, Let's talk about this. And I think that's one of the big things I'm doing at the moment is uh, a lot, like a lot of the, the properties I'm doing are, are acreage at the moment because being in Ballarat, that's that's kind of the style that I'm kind of targeting. And, yeah, being able to sort of sit down with clients now and, and walk them through like, I put a sauna in like a in the garden the other day and, and there's like a yoga pad at the back and just like making making it uh immersing them in their garden before they've even started, do you know what I mean? And I think um it's such a beautiful thing having that connection with clients. It's something I yeah, I really love doing is is kind of getting that brief and, and trying to extract as much information as you can to create their dream garden but also your piece of art do you know what i mean and it's 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 a challenging thing to do but it's it's yeah i think it's why i love my job so much do you know what i mean yeah that's such an awesome way to do it presenting it to them in person because like yeah. you know what everything is on the design but they may yeah. have never seen what a landscape design looks like in their life so there's mm. and it'd, it'd be very overwhelming when you're looking at all the different things that you would have included so they might think, I don't know what that is, and then they move on to something else that I don't know what it is. So you could be there and explaining that to them. I yeah. No idea. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, that's where kind of 3D renders and things come into play too. And then I think it's um, it's tricky selling 3D renders to people because they're just like, ah, oh, for an extra grand, like why would I want some pretty pictures? Do you know what I mean? But I think having that is such a – it's a – um, it can really immerse someone that can't visualize top-down plans in their garden that they're potentially going to spend 150, 200 grand on. Do you know what I mean? So if you're talking about a grand on like a project like that, you're like, guys, come on, like it's 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 worth it. And you, yeah, and I hate being a salesman, but sometimes you kind of have to be a bit of a salesman to 
to kind of make them see the the bigger picture and 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 all that kind of stuff so um yeah it's 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 an interesting thing to navigate especially in the early stages of of i guess my career um and and the business is learning what to do and what not to do or or thinking oh that doesn't quite work with my clients maybe i need to navigate it around and, and do some other things to to tailor make everything because that's essentially what we're selling do you know what i mean like this it's a, it's a, everything's tailor made to you that's it do you know what i mean so and i think that's why it's kind of hard at the moment working out with clients what's the best way to do things because every client's different do you know what i mean so someone might just be like yeah i know how to read a, a thing just just send it through to me and we'll have a chat later Others are like, nah, man, walk me through it. I want to, I want to, I want to feel this. Do you know what I mean? I, I spent five grand on a design. Like, walk me through it. I, I want to be in this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's, yeah, it's definitely interesting navigating those those um, relationships in those early stages of, of a business. And do you do the three D yourself when they're after it, or do you sub it out? Yeah, look, I think initially I was definitely doing everything myself and. I mean, I love that kind of stuff, but I log my hours. If I'm sitting in this chair, there's a timer going, do you know what I mean? So, and when you start seeing, oh, that's 10 hours or 15 hours sitting here doing a render, because people don't understand that, like, yeah, sure, you might get just a picture, but in my computer, that's like a fully immersive, like I can go down and I'm planting like little uh daisies or, or whatever it is you know what I mean? like and, and you're doing all those things or or placing material on top of metal structures and blah blah, blah do you know what i mean like it's very it's a high detailed model and and sure i'm going click like that but i'm walking around the model going click 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 do you know what i mean so but i think and i've spoken to a few people yeah and, and they're kind of outsourcing a lot of that 3d stuff I know I've spoken to you a bit about it, but um, yeah, it's it's a tricky one because it's like I kind of enjoy it, so it's it's a fine balance of do I want to make money <laughs> or <laughs> do you know what I mean? So it's it can be a bit tricky. So yeah, and what programs do you use for it? Is that the Twin Motion you were talking about before? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I'm not sure if you know. Um, it's it's called uh, Unreal Engine. Yep. I think they use it for like gaming and stuff yeah. like that, but um. It's one of the main ones that I use at the moment just because it's so, so realistic. Like it really is. If you, and admittedly, like there's a few steps to it, you know what I mean? Like you've got to go through CAD and then through SketchUp, build the model in SketchUp and send it to um, to, to, in, to Twin Motion, sorry. And uh, it's, a, it's a process, man. Like it's, um, but like I said, I'm a nerd. If you've got, if you've got the time, you can, <laughs> you can jump on in and you can, you can, lose days in in that stuff like it's uh it's pretty full on so yeah what what was the course you said you studied at melbourne polytechnic so i did a, a um cert four in landscape design yep so do they so, teach you anything about business for that like how on what how to work out what you should charge or anything like that yeah they do do a few elements of that there's a, a cost of project element and there was, I can't remember the name of the thing, but it, it, they do do like a, a condensed version of 
kind of how to, how to run a business. And although it's not necessarily industry specific, that course, as in like that, that subject, sorry, it's, it's really important, I think, for people like myself who have never run a business before to have that information because it's like sitting here and trying to look at bass and it's like, I don't, I don't know what bass is. Like, do you know, you know or paying your taxes is completely different for a business or a sole trader or a company. Do you know what I mean? Like you've got to know all that stuff. There's a lot of mixed information out there as well, I think. So unless you're, you're making good coin and you can just throw money at an accountant or you're, or you're good at that, yeah, you, you kind of you kind of got to know what you're doing. Otherwise, you, you end up running at a loss. It can be, mm. it can be quite costly. Yeah, there's so, some things you can just make up as you go, but that's not that's not one of them. That's Definitely not one of them. It's definitely not one of them. So, And I think... When I first started, and this comes back to mentorship as well, I think having those people in your corner to go, hey, before you start getting this big, while you're here, lay those foundations. It's it's so important and, and I can't stress it enough for anyone that's starting a new business is, is to lay those foundations of even things like templates and, and yeah invoice templates quote like fee proposal templates like all those things so it's just like if if someone contacts you you send this if this happens you send that so you're not sitting there hours and hours and hours late at night missing your kids football game or whatever it is do you know what I mean like doing all that nonsense stuff so yeah and I, th- I think that like I said comes back to kind of mentorship and, and having kind of Len um, from Be Inspired Gardens kind of, yeah, tap me on the shoulder and kind of show me how how kind of the back end of a business works and and all that kind of stuff and that's, that's super important. Have you ever thought of doing um, having like maintenance or anything else as part of your business or just going to be purely design? It's tricky at the moment, Joel, because being a design-only company, a lot of clients I'm finding, especially at the moment, they're they're kind of holding um, their wallets pretty close to their their back pocket. So they're kind of going, yeah, we might get a concept design and then we might, we'll just build it ourselves. And it's like, yeah, go ahead. Like that's that's awesome. But for me and sort of like my promotional element of, of my business, it's hard to, then follow that down the track and then provide sort of maintenance down the track. And then, do you know what I mean? Like, so it's harder to, to kind of do those things. So I think, yeah, there's only sort of like a handful of designs that I've done that are fully built, fully established and, and things like that. So I'd love to grow to a point where I could potentially put on a maintenance team or or do something like that. But I think um, at this early stage, it's probably a little bit too too soon to kind of grab that. And do you see yourself putting on another designer in the future? Yeah, look, I've already been in contact with with a few people just to to kind of handle some of the the drafting work because that's – if someone can kind of – take away those, I guess, runt hours where you're sitting here drawing lines and I can be on the phone or out sort of talking to clients or 
doing whatever, I think that's a big help. But, yeah, like I said before, I'm still trying to get to that point. I'm, I think I'm close there, but we're not quite there yet. But I, I'd love to. I'd love to start growing pretty soon. But yeah, I don't know. We're going to see. Yeah. And how did you come about getting Emil as your um, as your mentor? It's funny. It, it was through a, through a friend of a friend, but um, I think when it comes to mentors. In my stage of life, like I'm 36 now, I, I'm I'm sort of going, all right, let's just pull the trigger on stuff. Let's knock on people's door. If I need help, I want to talk to people and I want to because most people know more than me. Do you know what I mean? So, so yeah, it, it was I was talking to a friend. He knew Emil and I said, awesome, let's meet it up. Let's do it. Same with sort of Peter Donegan. Peter Donegan's been in my corner for a little while now before Mifkus. And it was actually because of your podcast. Uh, I heard the, the podcast with him. And, um, like, he's, he's doing castles, man. Like, he's doing castles. That, that blew my mind. I was like, and to think what I was doing here in Australia on, like, a residential setting and and hearing him talk about his walk and his story and and what he's done and i i, was, I finished listening to, to your podcast and i was like i got to hit this guy up man like and that's what i did and and peter's so generous with his time always so in the whole lead up for for Mifkis, yeah we just have uh have video chats just like this and um yeah walk me through certain elements of show gardens and and it, i think i had a um an acreage garden that i was kind of stomped uh, stumped with so i just uh teed up a conversation with him and and um he kind of brought me back to the design principles do you know what i mean and uh it was it was just sometimes i gotta pinch myself that you're like yeah you're talking to these kind of guys and 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 what they do as a day-to-day is it just blows yeah. my mind? You know what I mean. Like, very generous and also very wise as well. I found very smart man. I would never tell him that. So don't tell him. Yeah, that. yeah. We we need to edit this part out so he doesn't hear it. I think it won't be it. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's like you, the two two kind of mentors that you got. They're pretty two pretty decent Absol- ones to have too. Absolutely, absolutely. And I, I was really kind of yeah, just determined because I, I I think. For the longest time, like I said, I just had not had a mentor and and I just I craved that. And I think when you start knocking on people's doors, there's going to be doors that open. And I feel very, very blessed to, to have the people that I do in the, cor- in the corner that I do. Like it's, it's like the, the show garden that I did wouldn't be the show garden that it is without all of those people behind me, do you know what I mean? So... Mm. Yeah, even, even uh, uh, Nadia from Platylobium, we try and touch base every now and again, do you know what I mean? Like just people like that just kind of connecting through the industry and, and kind of just checking in because I, got, I guess as a designer, I mean, I don't know how you feel, Joel, but um, it can be a lonely game kind of running your own business and, and like it's just me, man, like and, and more often than not, it's, it's, it's in this office. Uh, do you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, with all my friends out here. So, um, 
So it, it, it's tricky. And, and I think for the sake of your own mental health and, and not only your mental health, but so you stay sharp in the industry. So people like Peter can go, hey, mate, remember your, your design principles. Think about space. Think about planting placement. Think about the rooms that you want to create, lines of sight. Do you know what I mean? Like all those things that are imperative to a design and, and making it a design garden. And it's like you kind of know that stuff, but it takes your mentor just to be like tap, tap, tap. Hey, mate, you know this stuff. Come on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So um, it's um, I, I found yeah, it's, it's it's super important to have something like that in your corner. Yeah, and if you ask, if you see someone who you think you want to get some advice from, and then you reach out to them, the worst thing that could possibly happen is they say no, and then you got well, the yeah, yeah, end up with Absolutely. the same result as if you didn't ask them. Absolutely, absolutely, and and I think a lot of people kind of are scared to to take that that leap because they're like, oh, I don't want to get rejected, and I think it's a a human thing right like we all don't want to be rejected we want to be part of something and um yeah i think it's 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 hard to kind of push past that but i think once you do you kind of reap the rewards you know and so yeah um, yeah so when did you find out you got accepted into mythcus into the achievable gardens yeah look they kind of i think it was like december november december and I kind of like, it's tricky because it's not a lot of time to kind of grab and grow plants in, in that space of time, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I was, um, I put my design into Melbourne Polytechnic and I just thought, stuff it. I'm just going to send it here. I'm just going to go out and get all the plants or I'm going to like start collecting a bunch of things and do it now. Otherwise, because it'd be January, I think it was, before they actually said, yeah, you're in or you're not. So I just, over Christmas and over that period of time, I just thought, well, if I don't, if I don't get in, I'll just use the plants in my own garden or something like that. I'll sell them or use them in a client's garden or something along those lines. So yeah. And, and I think from that, from December till when Mifkus happened, it was, uh, yeah, it's a pretty stressful time. I, I um, yeah, organizing all that, trying to get sponsors, trying to, as you know, Joel, trying to run around, run a business. My partner was pregnant at the time, so yeah, we ended up having the baby. Oh, two weeks before Mifkus, three weeks before Mifkus, madness, Joel. But yeah, hot tip: don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> One of my. Sons is born on the 23rd of March, so that's around. That's always the same. Oh, yeah. Didn't do anything that year, though, thankfully. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then um, what was the experience like being there? Like, was it everything you thought it would be, or was it harder to be? Um, I think building a show garden is, once you kind of realise that it's not an actual garden, it's a set, your mind changes about how you build it and how, how you construct things. So, yeah, it, it, it's tricky. And, look, we we spent – I was doing trips from Ballarat to the TAFE in Fairfield, back and forth, back and forth, building the walls, doing the stenciling for the circle and all that kind of stuff. And, and I remember getting sort of like halfway through the big structures and, and, and like, the, the walkway and, and all that kind of stuff and – 
thinking to myself, this is like, I know how to build gardens, but this is not a garden. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like it's, um, it's completely different. So, um, but in saying that it was extremely rewarding, like, like the, the team at Melbourne Polytechnic, they are just unreal, like wealth of knowledge. Some of them just coming on their weekends, you know, like just, again, really generous with their time. And the whole time of Mifkus, there's just guys in there from Melbourne Polytechnic just, just crushing it. And I think as the students, we wouldn't have been able to complete a garden like that without having tutors and apprentices and, and bits and pieces like that. So, but yeah, it was interesting kind of building it. And then I guess you're the front man. Do you know what I mean? Like you've got to be up there talking to people and, and, and explaining your garden. And, and, and I think, yeah, ha- having the baby as well at that period of time when I was super sleep deprived, I've just spent nine days building it. And then another five days talking to the public every day. It's, um, you come out of it pretty exhausted, but yeah, like uh, I'm currently doing a few client gardens from uh, from Mifkis, so um, yeah, awesome. it's 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 kind of worth it. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, I don't know, I don't know how you felt about the show garden, but pulling it down, man, like that was I I just wanted to walk away. Someone else do it. I don't want to I don't want to pull this down because it, it you, you've created such a beautiful thing whether other people like it or not it's like you've you've created something that you are so proud of and other people love and it almost by the end of it just had this life of its own do you know what i mean and 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 i guess i mean you saw my garden do you know i mean it was it was designed to be a habitat garden and and we were finding frogs in there and bees and yeah 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 it was insane so kind of pulling that apart you just like Oh, this is, this sucks, man. Like so, yeah. But it, it was a it was a roller coaster, man. Like you you know exactly what it's like. So, and and your your garden was what was it was like ten by ten or something. Ten by thirteen it was ten by thirteen. See, and ours were like five by four. Do you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, crazy crazy ride. But um, I think um, I think I've got the itch. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's funny yeah. though because uh, with because like, we've done um, a lot a lot of the boutique size ones to five by five. Yeah, and when we were doing them, we use every single minute that we had, and when we're doing a ten by thirteen, we use every single minute that we have. So regardless of what sure. size you've got, you're working flat out the whole time. You just make absolutely space. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I think yeah, in the small ones, you've got less space to move around, and you're trying to like design every little element of of that space and design it really well and smart and it just it's tough no matter what size you do um whether it's charlie Albone with some shipping containers or peter donegan with some massive rocks or or me with some circles do you know what I mean like it's 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 tough man like it's um it's a challenge and i think that's the, the fun of it do you know what i mean like it's if it was easy Everyone would be doing it, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, um, it certainly wouldn't be as satisfying either. But I've uh, I've said it a few times, but I find doing the smaller gardens harder to design because you got to get the scale and the proportions all right. Absolutely, all space. Absolutely. You're wanting to show off so much stuff, but can't, yeah, can't put everything in. And I feel like you try and dump a whole lot of plants in there, and you're just like, oh, this is this feels mm. too crowded now. It's not like what I would normally do in a garden, so. 
yeah, it, it's it's definitely tricky to to design and navigate. But um, yeah, and was it was think, completely I mean, naive? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, and each of the plants were designed to bring wildlife. So that was the whole kind of brief behind it. So, um, so yeah, with the pond from entanglements and yeah, I don't know. I just uh, I miss it now. Just talking about it now, it's just like yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's cool. It's a very cool experience. So. Yeah. And is it, and there so you design that because that's the type of product that you like doing, and also the ones that you want to do more of. Yeah, it's interesting. I kind of started down that path. Like I really love natives, and I think the reason why I love natives so much is they're super hardy. And and no matter where you are in Australia, there is a plant, a section of plants that will thrive in your climate, hands down. There's different color. Do you know what I mean? Like there, there is a color palette for that for, for natives. It brings wildlife. There's so many. There's so many great things, and I, and I think I've kind of gone down that route of kind of native, purely native. But I think I kind of want to rejig a little bit because I think honing yourself into that little box doesn't quite make sense all the time. Um, it's great when you can do those passion projects and you can build these wildlife gardens and it's, it's really amazing. And, and But I think, too, being a bit more versatile, like, uh, I, again, I, I sort of bring up Peter Dunn again and, and, and what he does, you can never really quite say, oh, that's a Peter Donegan garden. And I think that's a really kind of special thing to do is to make it a Peter Donegan garden but not if that makes sense. And, and there's other people in the industry that have that kind of, that knack. They're just like, yeah, this is a well-designed garden. And even though it's not purely native or not, or there's no aspect that is purely them, but it kind of is, if you know what I mean. It's like that feeling of, of, of the garden. So I, I think the next kind of phase of how I design things, I think I want to kind of push the boundaries with, with different plants and 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 yeah, because I think exotics can be really used for bringing in wildlife and stuff as well. So um, yeah, I think that's something I'd like to experiment with. I think. And are the, so the projects that have come from me because are they wanting kind of what you did, or are they just like your style, so they just want to do something different? But you yeah, it, it's it's pretty much uh, wildlife stuff, but um, it's epic it's some of the stuff that I'm, I'm getting through the door at the moment they're like yeah acreage uh there was one in uh ferny creek near dandenong ranges i think it is yeah and yeah the these guys they're beautiful clients and um they've just built this um massive natural rock swimming pool i think it's like oh, 15 by 15 or something like that it's, it's massive so yeah, it's it's just so humbling for them to come to me and go, "Hey, can you design our garden?" and and it's going to be all pretty much all native and and yeah, they've just got this massive space and you get to just boom, be creative and do you know what I mean? So creating parts where there's like an Airbnb or there's all these other elements where yeah, like a yoga pad out the back and immersed in like ferns and all this kind of stuff like it's just yeah 
the fact that I get to do that on a daily basis just I, I pinch myself every day, man. Like it's it's absolutely insane. So I, I feel very blessed that I had the opportunity at Mifkus to create something that I was kind of passionate about in that garden. And uh yeah, I also feel very blessed to have clients like that come and kind of have have a chat and and then follow through, do you know what I mean? So it's gonna be very exciting to see that garden come come to life. So have you got someone who you like have you got a, a list of contractors you can recommend yet to to build your projects or how does that work? Yeah, yeah, look, I, and that was something that I really wanted to to focus on really quite early on cuz I know that clients would always say to me, "Can you build it?" That's that's the number one thing. And I would always say, "Yeah, yeah, yeah I can I, we can build it. We can build it." And I always try and like we we work it out somewhat, work it out down the track, you know what I mean? So but no, I made a really good, like a, a, an effort to meet really good landscapers and, and that were high quality, that were aligned with kind of the way I worked. So in Ballarat here, I, I think he's probably the best, one of the best landscapers that I've, I've seen at work, um, Josh from Greener Landscapes. Some of the work that they got, they do is is unreal. So, anything that it's sort of out this way, I, he's on speed dial. Do you know what I mean? So, when it comes to Melbourne, it's it's still tricky. I haven't. I've got a few, but I'd like to have a couple of guys that um, that I can really rely on and, and trust. And I, and I think building that relationship is is um, super important because. Um, You've got to be really good at communicating and um, understanding plans and all that kind of stuff, and 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 someone that you can kind of plonk in front of your your clients as well, and, and be like, "This guy's super professional, and I don't have to worry about you." Do you know what I mean? So that's also super important. So, um, but yeah, it, it's all about building relationships and and building it from there. I saw on your website that you don't have. Uh, I don't think it was listed that you're in Ballarat. So is that so that you can get <laughs> so that your wherever the design work is, that's where you can be? Yeah, look, it's 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 tricky because I feel like I kind of started the business, even though I started the business in Ballarat, most of my clients from the transition period were still in, in Melbourne. So and and people still kind of knew me in Melbourne. So yeah, I was getting kind of referrals and bits and pieces from from Melbourne. So yeah, it, it is tricky to kind of go. Yeah, I'm in Ballarat, but I'm kind of working in Melbourne, but I'm also doing regional Victoria. Do you know what I mean? So it's like it's it's tricky to to work that, especially with um, the SEO for for Google and trying to punch that in. So when someone goes, "Oh, I'm looking for a landscape designer," I'm like in no man's land, do you know what I mean? So it's tricky to, um, yeah, trying to navigate that at the moment, trying to rejig my website. And, yeah, ideally I'd like to get a lot more work here in Ballarat, but um, I think the joy with with um, designing is that you can do one consult and the rest is done via Zoom, do you know what I mean? So, I mean, depending on how you want to run it, whether you do a, um in-person final presentation or something like that, but... It's it's flexible, do you know what I mean? So, yeah. And going back to when um, when I asked about whether your the uh, TAFE taught you had cost a project and they did that. Mm. So when when you started out, did you have a figure? And then because you were logging hours, you realised oh, that's nowhere near enough. 
made it incredible. Yeah. Has that changed since you started? It's interesting you should ask that question actually because um, the I think it was the very first job that I did as Alt House Landscape Designs and it was kind of like in the burbs of um, Ballarat, those kind of new estates and it's definitely not something that I ever want to kind of go down but um, they were beautiful clients and and um, they wanted a full native garden and, and it was just a front garden. I quoted them for the design. I think it was... 600 bucks i think and uh so and i've done this like beautiful beautiful uh design and and whatnot and and yeah they kind of didn't want to pay the rest of the money and it was just like it's like what am i doing here man like how am i going to make money trying to like scrounge for 300 dollars here and 300 dollars there do you know what i mean like so it was a bit of a bit of a nightmare to begin with but I think once you start putting a, a monetary value on your time, like an hourly kind of rate, if you will, and you, how, how I kind of started it was, yeah, you start the clock and you're sitting in the chair and you're, you're banging this out and say a design might take 10 hours, just say. And and each those next four or five jobs take around next one might be nine, whatever. So you can kind of average it out. And I, that's how I kind of would quote from that point on. So yeah, I think it went from sort of six hundred to twelve hundred to whatever it is now, do you know what I mean? So and it can vary, um, especially the bigger properties, sort of three thousand to I don't know, ten grand sometimes if if, if it's fully detailed. Yeah, so it can be um, quite extensive. Yeah. I had one in the early days. I, char- I was charging $770 and I did a design for someone and presented it to him. And yeah. Oh, all right. And he goes, where's where's the 3D images? I said, oh, I, don't, I don't do 3D images. I, <laughs> I, I expected for $770 I was going to be getting 3D. Ooh, mate, yeah. <laughs> I can't even do that wholesale, mate. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a landscape architect in Melbourne and he, he, he would do... 3D for seven hundred seventy dollars. I said, oh, I don't think you do have a friend who would do I that. Don't think you do. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, those people who are paying that, you don't want to be in that in that market. And that, and that was again kind of bringing back to that calibration of of where you want to kind of sit in the early stages of your business. Going, yeah, that was a mistake, and I'm going to change how I quote and how I look and how I come across to the client and and do all those things. And it's just every client I've had since then you're kind of just adjusting a little bit more and I think now we're at a stage where it's like it's kind of a bit streamlined I kind of can pretty much quote a garden pretty quickly yeah so it's it's yeah it's quicker and how do you go uh getting budgets off people and and then meeting that that's very tricky I assume I how I do things is I send away a so they'll um, contact me so it might be a inquiry through through the website or however else and I flick them an email back with a questionnaire and that's got it's a fairly basic questionnaire but one of the questions is what's your budget and it's not and I I kind of word it in a way it's just like I'm not here to rip you off. I need to know the budget so I can design your garden to your budget. That's it. 
Do you know what I mean? So I'm not, and you've got to make that clear because I feel like a lot of people are going, if they put down 200,000, I'm going to take every cent of that. Do you know what I mean? But it's, it's, it's not how it is. Like if you want a, a good design to your budget, I need to know your budget. So, and I, I think it's a, it's a conversation I found very hard to begin with. But I think when you can word it in a way that's not threatening, the back comes down and they're like, oh, that makes sense, of course. So, okay, we've got 50 grand. And I was like, cool. Well, you could probably put a small pergola and a couple of plants. Like, that's it. Do you know what I mean? So, <laughs> so yeah, it's just navigating those conversations and, and being really open and honest with with your clients. I think that's, that's such a big thing. And it's something that I've always tried to betray and then tried to to put out there is just honesty um and transparency because no one wants a shock when it's when it's your hard-earned money like 50 grand is 50 grand you know what i mean like um it's a lot of money to to put into a garden whether you think it or not you know what i mean like it's it's so yeah you kind of just have to treat your clients with respect and and understand that they worked hard for that money and and yeah you got to create some something that's unique and special for them yeah yeah i find that's a good thing to do so re uh, reset every now and then and realize that people are spending a lot of money and just yeah. because you do project like you know 30 projects a year they're only getting yeah. one project done in maybe a 10-year period so it's it means a lot more to them than what you might think so absolutely reassess that yeah again. yeah that's a really good point and i think yeah when you when you are doing those when every project is sort of minimum 50 to 150 grand and you're just like, yeah, cool, cool, let's punch it out. Yeah, the moment you start kind of losing that value of your client's money, that's when you, yeah, you need to recalibrate and be like, no, nah, this this is hard-earned money, man. Like I don't, I don't care what you do for a living, but you've, you've worked for it, do you know what I mean? So um, I think it's it's important to, to recognise that. Yeah. So, Where do you yeah. see yourself going? Like, if you did a business plan, what would your goal be? Like five, five years from now? Yeah. Look, it's it's interesting. I've been. It's a, a business plan has been in the back of my mind um, since the start. I think. I think with Mifkus and everything happening, it's I haven't had time to kind of sit down and be like, all right, where where are we going here? But I think it's kind of at a stage now where. I think I'd like to put, like I said, someone on in the next little while. And yeah, look, I'd like to, I'd like to definitely grow it. But by five years, I'd I'd want to have something something substantial. Do you know what I mean? Like I'd try and potentially maybe put a construction team or something like that on. And I know that's sort of dreaming a bit big, but yeah, I don't know. I think that would be kind of cool as because that way you can you can build your gardens. Uh, I feel like it's always a bit disheartening. Yeah, like like that garden I was telling you about this six hundred dollar garden. I went back and and had a look because they they wanted to build it themselves and and I had um, caught an edging, nice rounded, blah blah blah, and Tuscan topping and some really nice natives. And I, I remember driving past there. Oh, not so long ago, and they they went to Bunnings and got the the plastic black. <laughs> um, do you know what I mean? And it's just like that needs to change, man. Like we need to we need to take control of that and and 
yeah, it's a level of quality control as well, I think, where it's just like I'm creating quality designs and gardens, so let's build quality gardens. Yeah. So um, I think that would be, yeah, in the, in the five-year plan, I think that would be really nice to, to have a, a small team that can kind of pull the trigger on medium size, small to medium-sized kind of um uh, gardens so yeah and have you uh thanked your parents for having such a cool surname as well to name <laughs> one of the coolest business names i've seen and it's just named after your last name yeah yeah it's funny um you should say that we were at a um i think it was a landscape victoria meet and greet and uh they were talking about yeah your business names and blah 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 and they basically said make sure when you name your business that um it's easy for someone to read. And everyone's kind of gone, looked at me and gone, <laughs> I don't even know what your name is. <laughs> so I, I thought to myself, my, my heart just sung. I was like, crap, have I messed this up already? Like, so I'm glad you you like the name, man. So <laughs> yeah. No, it's, yeah, it's it's it seems like it like it's not my name that you think is someone's surname. It just sounds like a cool business name, I reckon. Awesome. That's good. I'm glad. That, that's probably the, the, the most positive feedback I've had from from, from the, the business there. So, no, it's good. Uh, last question for you is who do you think would be a good guest to have on the podcast? Um, look, I've, I've actually got probably two. I think having my mother-in-law, uh, Len Bezikas from Bean Spide Gardens would be – she's a hoot. She's uh, she's a lot of fun. Um, she She's a wealth of knowledge. She's, um, yeah, really good at her job. Like I said, she's a bit of a silent assassin in the, in the industry. Like not many people know her, but um, yeah, she's really good at her job. And I think the other person would be Nadia from Platalobium. I don't know whether you've have you had her on before. No, I've been speaking to her, but um, yeah, she's so. um, she's awesome. She's such a really kind person as well. Like, and and the gardens that she creates are beautiful. Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, you would have seen the, the one she did for Mifkus this year and. Yeah, just unreal. And, and then what the kind of team that she's got at the moment too is is unreal. Like she's got a team of like six and it's just like she's one of those people that have like understood that she can't do everything. So she's just handpicked these people that have just made her, her whole business and team so strong it's unreal it's, it's it's really quite impressive to to talk to her about business and and, and the industry so uh, yeah yeah fascinating yeah all right thank you so much for coming on daniel i really appreciate your time and it's it's pretty exciting to to see where you go to next and see like, yeah. sort of following someone in the early stages of their their career so good luck with it yeah thank you very much john and, and thanks so much for having me on man like um i know to me you're you're yeah running this podcast and 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 Having something like this for someone like myself who's uh, really quite early on in, in the, the landscape um, career is uh, is so, so precious. So um, keep doing what you're doing. It's, it's awesome, man. Thank you.